Then President Moon says, you've come to the south, when can I come to the north? And Kim Jong-un says, Oh, he went back into the north. <laughs> Look at that. Almost as if they're erasing the line. But they have some very difficult issues to discuss. NK Now, getting you all of the developments coming out of Pyongyang. And we certainly have a lot of developments to talk about. Uh, joining us from NK News, the Seoul correspondent on the line, Kim Jong-min. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Chuseok to you, Jung-min. Happy Chuseok. Well, it's a busy time uh, despite the holidays, I'm sure, for you yeah. personally. Uh, obviously, uh, top of mind is this uh, controversial killing of a South Korean civilian, actually a government official uh, from the Ministry of Fisheries. Uh, there's been some back and forth, and uh, quite honestly, there's been some uh, political exploitation of what's been going on here, and it's become another uh, unfortunately ideological uh, battle here in South Korea. But uh, let's talk about the bereaved family, because uh, you were able to uh, snag an exclusive interview with the brother of the victim. I think many people have seen him in those press conferences. Um, can you just walk us through the interview that you had? What What are they basically claiming in regards to this case? Well, I, I wouldn't go into detail about what the South Korean government is claiming, has been claiming so far, uh, but I will have to mention it. They say it's defection, citing internal intelligence, and physical evidence is like slippers left behind yeah. or life jackets. Um, Coast Guard also yesterday implied, uh, a day before yesterday, implied the Lee's brother intentionally uh, swam to North Korean water, stating the tide was not favorable for a person to just naturally float there. But I talked to Lee Ray Jin, who was the brother of the victim. He says that um, the victim was a fully committed patriot of his words and that he was devoted to the country for eight years as a public servant. And he also claims that he spoke with the brother for uh, uh, two uh, two days before he died, and that he did not mention anything about defection, and there were no signs of such intent. And um, because sometimes South Korean media headlines are sensationalizing, we saw a lot of rumors about death and divorce as well, right? And um, the brother is saying that having that does not necessarily mean that person is likely to defect, uh, which kind of makes sense as well. Um, he's a man of the sea himself, actually. He used to be a navigator for deep-sea fishing vessels, and he was in boat industry for 20 years, and he went to the same school with his brother. He says that when that happened, he got a call from the unit that the victim was affiliated with when he went missing, and he ran to the scene to inspect the boat himself, Lugunghua number 10. He saw the slippers, too, and he saw that the slippers were under the rope, unlike uh, briefed in some government mm-hmm. briefings, and that they were actually hard to see. It wasn't like left behind, easier, easy to see for everybody else. So he sees it more that more as an accident while duty rather than suicide attempt or defection. Um, and his claim, the family's claim, is that even if the brother did state an intention to defect to North Korean soldiers, um, the family sees that it could have been purely driven by fear with guns pointed at him. It is unfortunate in the sense that uh, whether we have the facts of the case or not, and whether this uh, individual uh, was indeed intending to defect or not, uh, all of these details that have come out 
and uh, the the politicization of all of this can be nothing but painful yeah. to this bereaved family, and there has to be some empathy to them, regardless of uh, whether you know their their opinions on this matter are correct or not. Can you just give us a sense of, uh, in terms of the empathy, how how is the family taking this? Uh, we know we understand that the victim had two children. Yeah, I think we need to highlight more to the fact that there are um, these. That he had families, and these children are actually very, very young. The mm. younger, youngest child is a first grader in elementary school, and according to the brother, um, her mom is crying day in and out, and she tries to console her, drawing her pictures and um, like the pictures labeled as awards for not crying that much. Um, and the brother also wants apology from South Korean government for the graphic live reporting um, description and public revealing of the murder. Um, if, uh, we all know that at first South Korean military said that they burned the body, right? Mm-hmm. Um, although um, when politicized, these are important details. Um, it's almost traumatizing for the family as well. Um, and the worst part is that uh, the brother claims that the government also did not brief the family first before releasing those details. Um, Another child is a teenager um, in high school. Um, That child keeps reading articles and briefings, and also, um, this is the most awful part, malicious replies under those online Mm. articles. Um, The brother lamented that thousands of replies are making jokes, and they're very insensitive about the shooting. And because it's North Korea, people make a lot of jokes. And that the teenager is actually reading those, although he tells the children not to, and it's their father's own death. Um, and like you said, details aside for a while about defection, whether the body was born, uh, burned or uh, the, if the military response was uh, fast enough, um, I think it would be prudent for people to be a little bit more careful thinking about the Beirut family. Yeah, it would be great. I, I know that uh, it's, it's a difficult ask, but uh, there are... Um, both sides that have their own agendas. Um, you would hope that the uh, opposition or the conservative side won't be trying to exploit this family and their individual to to suit mm. their own needs to attack the government. At the same time, as you say, with the government and supporters of the government, uh, perhaps a bit more sensitivity in terms of how, how you describe this individual and, as you say, uh, maybe even uh, a bit more empathy and sympathy in the way these details are coming out. Hopefully that will be the case. But as we know uh, in Korea media and the way things are reported and the way politicians respond, uh, that's uh, yeah. probably not going to be likely. But uh, we'll leave that there for now. Let's turn to our uh, next issue here, Jungmin. The uh, North Korean ambassador to the UN did give a speech at the uh, General Assembly session. Um, w- did he have anything interesting to say? Just uh, just was that it wasn't that interesting, but <laughs> <Okay>. still, <laughs> um, it's interesting that he didn't bring up anything interesting. Pyongyang mm-hmm. uh, had uh, the argument was that they used strict border controls and other steps to bring the deadly COVID nineteen under safe and stable control, quote-unquote, uh, in North Korea, Ambassador Kim Song said in the speech and that they will not tolerate, um, quote-unquote, slackness or concession in measures until the danger is completely eliminated. Maybe this is referring to how they will um, keep the border shut until the end of the year, perhaps. Anything uh, in regards to, you say nothing interesting was said, but so I'm assuming this is not the case. Anything interesting in regards to the U.S. or uh, international relations? Yeah, they didn't really um, directly call out United uh, United States or Korea or whatever. 
Uh, we all know that Moon did mention North Korea. He talked about end of war declaration, which was badly timed, it seems, because of the mm-hmm. uh, first topic that we just discussed. Um, Trump just mainly talked about China, but not North Korea. Everything, all this um, reminds me that the election is coming up. If you saw the debate yesterday, they are all very distracted um, with the election right now. And yeah. they are very, very careful about it. Um, North Korea, uh, probably mindful of this, they did not directly discuss the United States nor the nuclear um, arms either. Um, but Kim Song said that Pyongyang faced threats from stealth, fighter, uh, stealth fighters and other cutting-edge military hardware deployed on the Korean peninsula, um, but that they have developed an effective war deterrent and response. This is um, much, very much reiterating what they said at the end of the year last year during the plenum. Um, their conclusion is that peace um, cannot be fulfilled by the mere wish of one side and not granted by someone else either. These two are likely referenced to Korea and the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. Um, although he didn't say it directly and said that peace can be safeguarded only with absolute strength to prevent war itself. This is also the repeat of the December plenum. Um, one interesting thing, they mentioned the economic issue. Um, the ambassador suggested that sanctions had hurt the North Korean economy. This is the same old, same old. Um, but they said and they badly need an external environment to be more favorable for their economic construction, but that they won't sell off their dignity just in a hope for a quote-unquote, brilliant transformation. Yeah, uh, it looks like they're keeping their powder dry, perhaps waiting until November 3rd, and uh, who their counterpart uh, will be in the United States. Let's talk about, uh, speaking of the UN, uh, this uh, midterm panel of exports uh, report coming out. What were the top-line findings here? Um, Well, UNPOE is always a a wonderful uh, source to read about North Korea's sanctions evasion. We had the leaked copy a month ahead, so we have some time to look at it um, in depth. The gist is that North Korea is both very prolific and creative about violating UN mm. sanctions, um, whether it be importing luxury cars or dispatching its citizens to labor uh, abroad. And I have brought five top-line findings. First, uh, North Korea continued intense efforts to push ahead with the development of ballistic missiles and nuclear weapons. Um, and multiple member states state, stated that uranium enrichment facility in Yangbyon is still operating and also stressed that Pyongyang now likely possesses miniature warheads capable of fitting on ballistic missiles. I know that this was like headlines in South Korea, but this is not news to experts, actually. But it does suggest that member states are now increasingly confident that affirming um they affirmed that uh, mainland U.S. is within Pyongyang's range of fire. Um, also, to Syria, China, and Russia, uh, North Korea dispatched a lot of laborers and personnel to work there despite the ban. Third, North Korea imported at least three custom-armored luxury cars worth of $500,000 each mm. throughout 2019, probably used for uh, the elites. Four, North Korea may have exceeded... Um, UN uh, fuel import cap just in a month, um, the, the limit even by January. This is quite a lot. And fifth, uh, the coal smugglers, uh, always interesting. They were able mm. to make at least 33 shipments between March and early May 2020. 
All right. Well, uh, evading the sanctions, maybe nothing new there. What about in arts and culture? Many times these topics are sidelined, but uh, it could tell a lot about North Korea's efforts to evade sanctions and how they are maybe even struggling under them. Yeah, exactly. Um, we know about the soccer player Han Guangtong, right? He was contracted to earn uh, more dollars playing for another uh, football club for the next five years, Al Duhali Sports Club, for the next five years. Um, and North Korea sanctioned the Bansu de Art Studio for their statues, and it was actually scattered across several African countries, particularly in French-speaking nations. And finally, Korea as well, South mm. Korean business people who purchased artwork from Manste, uh, sanctioned North Korean art studio, they were ultimately prosecuted for violating ROK law. Nothing's really new in the POE report, but the methods, they're becoming more and more creative as the sanctions are um, becoming more strict. All right. Interesting. As always, uh, Jungmin, thank you once again for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your Chuseok holidays, and we'll talk to you again next week. Okay. Bye.